Hey everyone, welcome to All Things Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Zachary Cummings and I'm joined today with my co-host Connor Shoup. What's good? What's up people? How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> wow, the energy is just flowing. I feel like a sports announcer right now. Welcome to ESP. Um, oh, never mind. Stop. I was no, bad no keep going. <laughs> I, was, I was digging it. So speaking of ESPN, did you watch uh, the NCAA tournament this past week? Bro, my bracket was probably maybe like 0.3% accurate. I had Iowa win it at all. And, <laughs> and they got beat. But the only Final Four team I had right was Baylor. I didn't even have them winning it. So, hey. I mean, but dude, Matt Stark for Baylor, though, I was very impressed with them. That was an awesome game, awesome win. They were very impressive. Hey, not trying to flex, but uh, I got this message from ESPN saying that my bracket was actually top 1%. Of brackets that were no way that were entered, I didn't get no anything way. from it, and I didn't win. But you know that's okay. It was it was kind of cool to see. I, that's still impressive. I, I got a notification from ESPN saying I should never talk about sports stuff ever again because <laughs> how awfully wrong my bracket was. So, hey, at least you had the champion in the final four. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, it was it was a good game. I did you watch the UCLA game versus? Oh uh, wow, yeah, dude, we watched that with some students, and that was. It was insane. It was I. I jumped up and down probably thirty-seven times. It was yeah. yeah. It was a good game. But yeah, Zach, how are you, dude? How's you? How's the Michigan going for you, brother? It's going well. We uh, I was just sharing with you before, but we're uh, in an apologetics study, and it's a five-week study, and it's 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 been interesting. It's it's really stretching uh, me as a communicator. I would say. Because I, I would say most of the time when we communicate on Wednesday nights uh, as a teaching or message, it's more of heart and hands. So, like, actually allowing us to, to go. So, things that things for our heart. So, like, messages that help us, you know, learn how to forgive, learn how to do these things. Um, and, then, and then hands as in, like, how can we actually go out and apply this? How can I be a better, you know, brother and sister, or follower of Jesus Christ? You know, things like that. Uh, but this study is is real heady, so it's a it's a lot of mm-hmm. knowledge, um, and so I think for me as a communicator, it's been not difficult, but it's it's been challenging in in the sense of like, okay, how do I get this across to a bunch of middle school and high school students where they can understand it, where they can apply it to their life and how they can kind of hit the ground running with it. Because, of course, we want to, at the end of the day, um, like put some more, you know, tools in their tool belt uh, to, to minister to their friends and, and to, yeah, to minister to families. And, and so it's been really good. Uh, it's just I, th- I think it's been growing me as a, as a communicator. Mm. Dude, mad respect, honestly. That's huge. I mean, even like as a 22-year-old dude, that would have been like that's still like some intense topics to talk about. So that's so cool you talk about that. For sure. So so yeah, how uh, how's ministry been for you? Dude, it's been it's been a lot of fun, man. Except we're um kind of going through something not as like apologetic, but we're going through a series uh we call waitlisted because we follow the growth curriculum. So we're about to go through some sections about doubts and questions, and we're gonna um look at some different uh uh, characters in the story, I mean, uh, characters in the Bible who, um, just wait for a long time, had questions while they were waiting. So uh, we'll wrap the whole series up at the end of April with, we'll combine with our youth group. We'll have kind of like a question panel, kind of just addressing some, uh, just like some hard questions, you know, kids have about just faith, God, how to apply to our lives. And, um, so I'm quite excited about it. It'll, it'll be, I feel it's going to be pretty deep, pretty hard. Um, but I'm also, it'll be fun. So yeah, yeah. that's so awesome. What uh, just a random question? What's been your favorite uh, sermon series that you've taught? Favorite sermon series I've taught. So uh, we just got done teaching in Luke fifteen, and I think the one I enjoyed the most because it was probably most relatable to the kids you talked to was when I specifically taught on the parable of the lost coin, and basically teaching about the value um, that uh, that that you saw that coin as, and basically the whole point was. If we truly want to value ourselves, a good reflection of how we value ourselves is how we value others. If we don't value others well, don't treat others well. We don't actually genuinely value ourselves, which is where like you know bullies, a lot of people who are insecure come out as kind of mean and push off. And, like that's kind of where that comes from. So it was cool because you know teenagers are all with time being like, oh, what's my value? I want to feel important. So yeah, um, it was good. It was, it was it, that. So what about you? What's been one of your favorite topics? You um, yeah. So we we did a sermon series called "Who Told You That." And it was kind of looking at like lies and misconceptions that 
a lot of our students have. So like, who told you you aren't, you know, good enough? Who told you um, just like all these lies. And so that, that was a really cool uh, series just to take students through. And it's like, Oh, like, like I am loved. I am, um, I'm, I am made worthy, you know, through Christ and what he did for me. And then we, we also just came out of worship series and that was, that was a really good series as well. I was kind of looking at, um, so one of our last was the purpose of priests. And so looking at, you know, when we look through from the old Testament and all the way to revelations, uh, when, when we find out that we are priests ourselves and then we learn what a priest does, uh, they minister to the heart of Jesus or heart, heart of God. It's like, Whoa, like that's who we are. Like we're literally made to worship. Um, so I think just taking students through that, um, and, and kind of, having them like light up to, to worship and, and to understand that worship isn't just about music and singing and stuff, but music is a lifestyle. Yeah. I would say that's, that's probably been my favorite. That's so huge, dude. That's so huge. And Zach today, we're, it's not just me talking about or just ourselves. We have a very special dude with us today, right? Don't we? we do. Nathan, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. My name is Nathan Murren. I am 19. I'm a college student up at University of Wisconsin-Platteville, and I'm studying English education. I have been a member slash part of the um, Chapel McHenry youth group for um, a little over 10 years, a little under 10 years, excuse me. So I've worked my way through the middle school, uh, the high school, and now as a college student, uh, I have been graci- graciously accepted back uh, to be a leader when I'm home from, from college for breaks and all that. You've seen it all, man. Yeah, I have. It's, it's been a ride. It's been a ride. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Well, that looks out because I feel like you'll be able to uh, offer some pretty valid, legit uh, um information i guess for us today that's a good formal, formal word well but, thank you yeah. i'm not an expert by any means uh by any means but i am excited to um to hopefully talk about you know just my experiences and and what i've um you know yeah experienced yeah i love it well yeah well you're joined by two non-experts also zach maybe we should rename the podcast all things from non-experts <laughs> yes like I, I, no, <laughs> I like that i i dig that name yeah, I think we get a lot of listens that way. People are like, oh, I should listen to stuff. It seems like they know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm super excited for for today's conversation. Uh, Nathan's been been super uh, just instrumental to to me as in stepping into this role um, and just just reaching out to him and, and saying, hey, what's what do you think about this? How 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 is this done? How is what does summer camp usually look like? And and so Con- or not Connor, I'm looking at my screen. <laughs> uh, Nathan has just been super helpful in that, um, and also just being willing to step in at at Christmas break and summer break and things like that. And so I'm super excited for today's um, just episode. And before we get into all that, I just wanted to talk about our sponsor. If you guys have listened to any of our episodes. Uh, you'll know the sponsor. And if you haven't listened to our episodes, I would highly recommend them. Um, Not because of Connor and I, but because of our awesome guests that we've had so far. Um, So our last guest was Jen and she talked about um, just small, being a small group leader. And it was was so great. And then Benji talked about discipleship. So if you guys haven't listened to either of those, I would highly encourage you guys to go back and listen to all stars right there. For sure. So uh, Mustard Seed Art Company is our sponsor for today. And Mustard Seed Art Company is, is a company that's owned and operated by my wife, Marissa. And it's, it's a company that makes portraits for a variety of things. Uh, she does homes, uh, people, and she can even do your pets. So last uh, time I said that she could do a pet iguana, and she hasn't got any of those yet. Um, but so if you if you're still waiting, if you're still out there and you have a pet iguana and you want her to to do a portrait of it, totally hit her up. Uh, and you can go onto Etsy and find her store by searching Mustard Seed Art Company, or you can find her link on her Instagram in our show notes. Uh, she's done all of our artwork for this podcast, and so if any of those interest you or you think they look cool, make Make sure to go check her out uh, and see what, see if there's something that you'd want her to do. And so we have a kind of a special announcement is next week. Well, not actually next week. That's one of the other announcements. We are going to be going to a bi-weekly. No, that's not. Is that right? Bi-weekly? That's right. Every yeah. other week. Um, just so we can continue to put out or try to put out quality episodes and not rush things. Uh, Connor, we were a little ambitious with it every week, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. Again, non-expert podcast. We're, we're learning, guys. Hey, but we, I mean, we jumped in the deep end, you know, so. 
Um, yeah, so we're going to be starting just every other week. And so if you guys want to follow our Instagram, we'll, we'll let you know when we drop episodes. Um, but for our next episode, I'm super excited. Uh, a good friend of mine has been willing to, to sponsor us with his, uh, book that he wrote, I think a year or two ago. Um, and I'm super excited for that. So we'll, we'll share about that next week. Um, but Let's uh, that's enough of, of business talk. Let's let's jump into the, our conversation. And so, uh, Nathan, you, you kind of shared that you've been here through middle school, high school and now even as a leader. Uh, and and I keep saying, Connor, I don't know what is wrong with me this morning. Uh, but Nathan, would you care to share um, just as as of course, you've seen a lot of leadership change um, and could you just kind of share share about that leadership change, share what that um like what what does leadership changes look like in student ministry and how how have you seen that through your 10 plus years of, of being here yeah absolutely well um you know looking back it's i've had I, i've had the privilege to serve under um four youth pastors um in, in that 10 year span which um as i'm learning more about just the um the the career in the ministry um I, i'm learning that youth youth leader turnover isn't necessarily something that's shocking uh, but it definitely has it, it's been it's been a ride um so uh, my first youth leader um youth pastor um i had about for six years uh, from sixth grade um going into my senior year and um honestly it, it it was interesting you know she she was awesome i've um i've had the experience to have a female um youth pastor which is an experience that not a lot of people get to have and so that was super awesome. She um, had a super big impact on my life. Um, really, you know, invited me into the ministry, uh, allowed me to to serve and get connected. And so I started as a student leader under her, as a student, and then a student leader under her. Um, you know, and our our first change was when she was called away um, to another church. And um, our our next youth pastor, he was only there for a, just shy of, of two years. Um, and, you know, that was a big change for our for our church, for our ministry. Um, you know, somebody that had been there a long time was was called away um, to another church. And that's a big change. Um, something that we had talked about as as a prompt was what is lost in transition. And, you know, I, I was I was given some thought to that question. And, you know, I think that the that there's that loss is a is a strange word um, because. I think it's just different, right? We see changes and, um, you know, students move on, they grow up, um, they they go to their um, own ministries or, or their families. And I think so, you, you lose some stories, right? But I think that uh, no matter in youth ministry, uh, if the budget's um, really low or the, the leadership level, um, you can't get a lot of leaders. I think that youth ministry will always have um, ample amount of stories to share. So I, I think that even as leaders, leadership changes, you will still have stories to replace the ones that are that are lost by a change in leadership. So um, so that was a big change, um, that first leadership change. And um, our second youth pastor, or my second youth pastor, um, he, he definitely had a different flavor of leadership, right? Um, he, he definitely was um, more of an organized person. He had, he had a vision um, and it was a lot of, it was really difficult for a lot of leaders to um, adjust to that vision after um, one thing that we've been, we'd been doing for so long, changing to a different thing. And again, not a bad, not bad things, not bad changes, di just different. Um, he, um, his, he and his family um, packed up and moved to Texas um, for a different chapter in their lives that they wanted to start. And so um, we went into this kind of stage right around the pandemic um, of this kind of up in the air um, kind of questioning stage, right? So from about April, 2020, um, April, May, June, right around in there until the end of 2020, um, it was kind of up in the air. It was kind of ambiguous. Um, we had an interim student pastor, um, at from our church from one of our other campuses that um, he was super busy he was being stretched very um, all over the place and I really appreciate all the work that um, he he did and that he put in we also had um, a super awesome student intern um, that really poured a lot of her time into our ministry 
um, into our worship team and did a lot um, uh, more than she was expected to, to, to help us. And we had a lot of people who just um, really blessed our ministry in this time of what's going on, who's, who's, who's leading us. And I think that that was really um, a, a testing period for um, our leadership team. And um, I think that there is a lot of growth. I think that there is a lot of testing, a lot of God, what are you doing right now? Um, not only with, um, with virtual uh, student ministry because of the pandemic, but also um, the lack of a, um, a student pastor. Um, we were able to have summer camp in the, the, the summer of 2020. And I was able to go as a small group leader, as a, as a cabin leader for our boys and super low numbers because of COVID. Um, still an awesome time. But um, I was the only leader there from McHenry, and I'm not trying to make it into a sob story. It, it was great, and I was amply supported by a lot of other leaders. But it was strange not to have that person of like, oh, this is the McHenry youth pastor who I know will, you know, drop everything um, as much as they can to help me or to to guide me in the right direction. It was a lot of, um, I think for me and a lot of the other leaders at McHenry during that time, it was okay, you know we're not having our hand held we are you know kind of we're being sent off we're being sent into our field to um to grow and so i i really think that i've been blessed by um a transition right that these transitions have been a blessing um to to grow to expand to be brought up in a loving supportive amazing ministry and i think that god has put um put youth leaders in place and called youth leaders away in his timing to 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 grow us and test us and and you know allow us to act in the way that best glorifies him you know yeah dude that is so good thank you for sharing your story about this and um i'm really excited to have you on nathan because i feel like this is such a um, prevalent topic right now, especially coming out of the pandemic, because I know so personally for me, um, coming out, uh, Corona was pretty rough because um, I'm such a high relational person. I love being with the kids and being alive. And so when that was taken away from me and all the parts I loved about my job were taken away from me, I started to question why I did what I did for a long time. Um, so I'm sure, like right now, the Rivers Youth Pastor still feeling that. So, um, you know, even like student, like like uh, leaders who are listening to this, or just uh, leaders in any any good ministry who are who are like maybe feeling maybe feeling discouraged. Uh, basically, I think it's so cool to have you, Nathan, to hear the the side where um, you were affected by leadership change. So I'm excited to talk about that. Um, what's crazy also is there's this, I heard, heard the stat that the average youth pastor turnover is like every 18 months, I think. So like a youth pastor stays at somewhere else about 18 months, about like a year and a half or so, which is not a long time. Um, you think about like, like long-term discipleship and like going through like, you know, that's not long. So um, like you, Nathan, I've heard those other kids who's been affected by leadership change in youth ministry. So again, so I'm just really excited to have you on here today, dude. So thank you for being here and sharing your story. Um, so uh, a question I kind of was thinking through is like, what are maybe a couple of things that maybe got lost um, within the changes that you went through while you were in? Your yeah, life? absolutely. And I'm super excited to to hopefully encourage other people. You know, we're we're not alone. Um, and yeah, that statistic is really scary. Um, just um, like you said, for long term dis- discipleship, um, I think that you know something something is lost and something is gained is gained right so um with that first transition you know i was very excited um to have um our our first transition um because i was excited for my first youth uh pastor for her to go on to to where god was calling her but i was also really excited to to have a male youth pastor for me uh, and this is a this is a selfish um this is a selfish thing um for me because i was like I'm super excited to have um, a, a male youth pastor who um, I feel like, um, you know, I can maybe share certain certain things with um, who can relate to me in, in other in certain ways. Right. So I think yeah. and so that was something that I gained. I know that a lot of our female students um, felt the exact opposite. Right. They felt the loss of, um, you know, a strong female leader who um, could really connect with them in deep ways. 
And um, I think that, you know, we talk about in the Bible how important um, each gender's role is and um, and how they each have a, a special role in ministry. And so, you know, that was something that I think was was lost for our female students and um, I, I would say gained for, for our male students. Um, and so I think that is one one topic, right, is is the relational um, aspect between um, genders, right? So I think that that was one thing. I think that um, certain traditions, I guess, are, are lost um, just when one person is really passionate about something or really has um, a desire to do a certain event or a certain practice. Um, and then another leader comes in and maybe has a different vision, right? Um, and I think that also comes with the changing of times, right? Um, best practice in youth ministry 10 years ago, not that I'm an expert to speak on this, but the best practice for youth ministry 10 years ago um, is so, in some ways looks radically different than um, the environment we're, we're, we're in today. Um, there's been a big surge from what I've seen in um, combining middle school and high school uh, ministries. And whether that's because of um, funding or um, time, um, space available or, um, you know, best practice. I think it's probably a little bit of all of that. Um, so, you know, I think that right around the time that we were going through that, through one of our transitions was the time that we were combining ages. And I think that um, for some, for some people, it was, it was a blame game. Oh, oh, you came in and you combined grades and we don't like that. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, as time marches on, those things are, um, forgiven or understood or we can have a better perspective right um i think that something that is lost something that's interesting it, it's both a loss and a gain is you know zach we really hope to have you around for, for many many years if, if that's where god has you um and at some point there'll be students who never knew anybody else than zach cummings you know um you know there's there's uh, very few students left who know Meredith, our first youth pastor. Um, and several years down the line, um, there won't be students who, who would have served under Tim or Anthony, right? Um, so I think that that's something that's lost. It is like this tradition or this, you know, archival memory of, of the past. And so I think that that comes with, um, you know, a lot of sadness, but we can have a lot of joy in that because um, we know that God's timing is perfect and we know that God's plan is perfect. And even if it hurts, even if it's like, wow, that time was so good. I saw so much fruit coming out of that time, or I was just plain enjoying myself in that time. Um, we can still have faith and trust that God's plan is good. And the leaders that God ordains for certain periods of time is good, right? That's so good. That is good. Yeah. And just one question based off of that, um, within, within leader change and, and all of the, um, traditions and things like that with the changing of time and the changing of leaders, how would you, um, how would you encourage and how would you go about, um, kind of directing a new student pastor or even a new small group leader, because that's, you know, this is all across the board um, with student leaders and, and there's just a lot of leadership changes and this isn't a knock on, on, on anyone at all. Um, it, it's just as, as Connor, as you shared that stat, like it's just, unfortunately, it's just part of youth ministry. Um, and if so, of course that's something that um, you know, we wish we could change overall because you know, we know that it, that isn't the best, um, you know, 18 months there, it'd be great if it could be longer than that. Um, the, you know, the, the average turnaround for everyone. And so I guess, uh, Nathan, if you could just kind of share like maybe some things, some things, and it doesn't have to be specific details, but just, um, ways that you would go about changing, changing traditions, whether it's abruptly or over several weeks, um, do you explain why you're changing? You know, just, if you could kind of, um, just kind of share from your perspective how you would go best about that. Because, you know, if we're being honest, probably, you know, we're all different leaders. And so if there's a different student pastor coming in, 
they probably will have different ways of doing certain things. Uh, but then there's also a balance that you want to like that you want to keep for the students. Like you want to keep some of the traditions alive. You know, you don't just want to change everything and make it like, no, this is my ministry. And so you, there's a there's a balance of like, hey, this is my ministry, so I kind of want to change this. But also, there's so many students in here that are used to this, and so. So yeah, if you could just kind of share as a, as a student and as a leader, like what, yeah, how, how would you go about change? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm going to start with an anecdote or a story, uh, I guess. Um, when Zach, when you first came into our church, um, you know, luckily, I don't think you remember this or um, you, you didn't take the tone that I felt as though um, I was giving off retroactively. I feel bad about this, but I, I the first time I met you, I remember um, just really feeling arrogant, arrogant that day and being like, oh, so you're the new student pastor. Welcome to McHenry. This is my doghouse. This is how we do it. This is what it's like. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so um, luckily, I'm glad that you didn't feel like I came off that way, Zach. I'm, I'm super glad <laughs> because, um, you know, that is not how I, I want to, to welcome a new student pastor at all. But I think that um, I think that for student leaders, especially, that's that's the feeling. That's that's the feeling. That's how I felt. Um, obviously, of like, you know, we're the ones who've weathered the storm. You know, um, that turnover rate it, it is difficult, right? And so, um, you know, and and God bless you guys for for weathering that those changes and those those attitude shifts, right? Of you know who are you to come in here? Um, and I think that, that that's a, a feeling that um, new small group leaders and new student pastors are going to experience, um, you know, whenever they come into a new ministry. I would encourage um, new small group leaders and new youth pastors to be authentic, right? Be authentic and and there's there's a reason for that, right? If you come in with your own leadership style and your own God-given vision for for a ministry, um, that's great, and and that's God ordained, right? But if you're not doing it authentically, if you're not showing frustration or or showing, yes, I understand that this is how it it's been and that is beautiful, but here's the vision that that God has given me, and I think that this can be beautiful too. Um, so I think that be authentic. Um, don't say, oh, this is the way it is now because I'm here. This is no, like it's, this yeah. is the way it is because, you know, I believe that this is where God is taking your ministry. Right. So I would encourage authenticity, um, share struggles. Um, Zach, I feel as though you've been very, um, authentic. I feel as though all the youth leaders, all, all the youth pastors I've had, um, are very authentic. And I think that, you know, I would call on student leaders and adult leaders in a ministry to, you know, a time of transition is a time to step up. I, I, I won't be shy about that. I truly believe that. Um, and, and I'm sure we might talk about this a little bit more later, but it comes down to the leaders. If, you know, the, I think that a youth pastor, if they went over the lead, the leaders, they went over the students oftentimes. Right. Um, and, you know, if you if you approach the leaders and say, this is how it is now, deal with it, you know, that's 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 going to be hard. That's going to be an uphill battle the whole time. Um, if you come in and like, hey, where are your students at? What do they need? Um, here's how I see this going. How can we, you know, marry those two visions together? Um, but I would encourage the leaders to give a new youth pastor a chance. They're going to be, you know, jumping into the deep end. They're going to be uh, in over their heads most, if not all of the time. And um, so give them a chance. Put on that that smile. Um, when a student says, man, we used to do this with youth pastor X, but now that youth pastor Y is here, we don't do that anymore. Instead of saying, yeah, man, I know that's the worst. This new youth pastor is the worst. Instead, even if you're thinking that, um, think, you're saying instead, hey, you know, 
Youth Pastor X was great, and Activity A was amazing. But Youth Pastor Y is really cool, and God has them here for a reason. And Activity B, we're going to find some awesome, fun things to do with it, and I'm sure that we'll have something here for you to enjoy, right? And um, I think I'm in an adolescent psychology class right now uh, at school, and that's really interesting, um, just learning about how the adolescent mind works and you know a lot of times our students are going to be like oh this thing was great and this new thing is not and it'll never be the same again um we often lack the ability to have foresight to have um a an ability to say well you know maybe i don't like things are how things are going right now but perhaps in six months it'll be just as good or hey maybe even better than it was before so that's just what I've experienced, and um, that's the attitudes that um, you know that I've had um, with with new student pastors. A little bit of snottiness, a little bit of um, the question of of why this this um, change is occurring, and I don't I know better than this person, right? I've shared in those attitudes just as much as anybody else, um, but I I would encourage. Um, new new student leaders and new um, adult leaders and new student pastors to just um, have have grace have patience um, and have authenticity yeah yeah for sure that's so good uh, when I was when I was in middle yeah. school and high school um, I actually went through I was thinking back I, I I know it was at least three but I think I might have actually had four student pastors I think I might have had one my sixth grade year and then uh, one for seventh, eighth, and like ninth and tenth, and then I'm not sure. It was it was at least three, possibly four. Um, and I I saw that from a student um standpoint, where I would actually hear uh kind of parents talk. Well, well, you know, this youth pastor isn't doing this and like our old one did, and it's like even hearing that as a student, it, it was kind of hard to hear because like. You know, maybe maybe the new student pastor doesn't want to do it like that. You know, yeah. So just, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it is it is hard, and I think I think what you were saying is so good and so wise. Like, hey, if we can just if we can build trust and if we can have each other's back, um, from from the students, from the student leaders to the adult leaders, to the staff, uh, like if we can just have each other's back and say like, hey, hey, I'm for you, and um, I might not agree with everything that you decide to do. Um, but like you said, Nathan, like, I, I'll, you know, I'll agree with it. Um, so I, I think there's just a lot of trust that has to be built. Uh, and I think that's one thing we kind of, you know, use the word, like, what's lost? Uh, if, if there was a lot of trust that was gained and built, uh, you know, you kind of have to restart. And I think that was one of the big things that I have – had to really work on since being here just because I came from, from Tennessee and I was at a church where they, they had been um, the same leader for, I think 12 years. And so also just the culture and, uh, and everything is a little different there. Like you, you just kind of have people's respect. People are generally respectful and, and kind of just give you, and not that kids haven't been respectful here, but it's just, it's more of having to build trust, having to, I, I've only known these kids five months. So like I have to build trust with them. I have to build trust. Um, so they will listen to what I say, you know, and things like that. And so, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm, Zach, dude, that's, um, that's dude, that's so good. And Zach, I'm curious, kind of picking back off this, like as like for us, as like new youth leaders who has started recently, um, do you, have you um, came across any like maybe do's or don'ts or tips of like when you first started things like okay this is something that was done that worked well something that I did that was really really bad or just like or just any like encouragement or just ideas for maybe any like new small group leaders or youth pastors who are yeah, starting uh, new right now or, or, yeah, or, or just I, I think I think for me um, one of the biggest don'ts is and do's I guess I guess you could use it whichever way you want to say but but come in with the mindset that it's going to take time. Come in with the mindset of that you're going to have to be patient. Um, because I, I was sharing with with a friend just the other day that like I think one of the biggest or one, maybe the hardest things that coming in I've experienced is I, I expected to jump in and just do discipleship like crazy. Like I, I just want students to be like, hey, I want to be a disciple. All right, let's go. Um, and, and that hasn't really happened. And that's nothing – 
to say about our students. Like that has nothing to do with them. It's, it's that they don't know me. Like why would they want to be discipled by someone they don't even know yet? You know? And so I think um, just having the mindset that, Hey, it's going to take time. Uh, like when I was in high school, I wouldn't just be, all right, let's go. You know, when, when a new person comes in, you know, I, it's going to take some time, uh, build relationships, build, build trust with students, um, and, and yeah, just, just be patient. I, I think that's the biggest thing for me. It was, it was just a mindset. It wasn't, um, I, I just kind of yeah. came in thinking like, this is going to be awesome. And, and, you know, kids are just going to want to hang out all the time and be discipled and, and grab coffee. And it's like, well, they don't actually know me. Uh, so let's, let's get to know them first. Um, and then I would say another do is I would say, Really, really, um, in the first couple months, which I'm, I'm still in that. I think I've been here like six months. Um, so, but in those, in those first couple months, really pour into your leaders and really pour into um, your student leaders because they, they will set the culture. Um, so I, I think like, mm. of course, if you, if you have 50 students, like you can't, you can't get to every 50 student. You can't, you can't share um, your heart and, and everything. But if you pour your heart into your student leaders and your leaders, uh, I think a lot of good things can happen out of that because they can reach a lot more people. They're the ones leading their small groups of high school girls. They're the ones leading the, the middle school boys group, you know, and, and I'm not. And so pouring into them, pouring into student leaders who, who are the ones worshiping right next to their peers, um, I think that's really important. Uh, what about you, Connor? That's so good. Um, yeah, dude, what I would say is I think when I first came in, I was like, has my says, all right, man, we're going to have small group coaches and all these really, like, really good ideas and stuff I've read about and learned about. I was like, man, like, we're basically going to be awesome to have it. So I looked at who I had in our team and our volunteers and our leaders. And I started playing good place. Hey, you're going to be this, you're going to be this. I, was, and I had all these roles I wanted. I had them all filled. Um, but what I realized is I put people in places they weren't truly really passionate about. Um, so what I've realized from that is like, oftentimes what I want may not be what God has for our ministry right now. So to be, you know what, let me see what God has, what he's offered me. And to not be like, I want more to be like, Hey, this is what God has. This is awesome. Yes. We want to grow from this. How do we now capitalize on what God has given us and talking to our leaders? Mm -hmm. Be like, Hey, where do you feel called to what, like what makes you most passionate? So like HI put leaders in positions where they're set up to thrive. Kind of you said, like really pouring into your leaders. Cause like, you you at best if you're doing really well and you're doing great you can maybe solidly pour into maybe like eight people because jesus had 12 on top of that he had three and i know yeah, you never like sure. jesus so um so yeah so you really if you want to make the maximum impact and spread jesus name and disciple kids you really have to pour into his leadership like you said so uh, take a time get to know your leaders um don't have these all these ideas that are this is what you want to do, but really try to be, see what God has offered and then what the ministry is specifically. Because each, each, they're all unique. Sometimes we can look at the other issue. Man, that's so cool. They're doing great things over there, but you know, the grass is always green. Uh, effect. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And Connor, I was just going to jump in and, and say uh, right before you said that, you know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's got to be quantity, quality over quanti quantity, right? Um, start small and grow big and um and another thing I, I think that youth youth pastors have done really well with me in the last couple of years as I've been growing into my personality is find out where your leaders have their niche, right? Um my sister and I are two dramatically different personalities, right? Um she is a fantastic um, you know, servant of God, and she is really going places with, um, you know, her ministry abilities, but her ministry abilities are not mine, you know, and mine are not hers. Um, God has recently, in the last couple years, um, drawn out this desire and um, comfortableness in the spotlight. Um, you know, I'm willing to be on stage and be silly. I'm willing to kind of be the 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 joke i guess and god has used that to i think build comfort comfort um within students or you know um, a certain culture or atmosphere um whereas you know my sister yeah. is um she, i don't know it she is a more behind the scenes person she she wants to be in the spotlight she wants to be like hey I, i'm serving god too um but 
she she is um she's just not drawn to that spotlight um but man can she be relational can she put things in motion um and so i think that that's what a lot of youth pastors have have really done and i think that the more you can do this the more successful a youth pastor is going to be is um you know wow this 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 student leader adult leader can really do this how can i equip them or give them opportunities to do that you know and i think we have a fantastic um group of leaders right now at the chapel mchenry and man oh man i could go on for hours about the great um leaders i've had in the past i i wouldn't be here um where i am um in my spiritual life in my you know physical life um without the the outpour of my leaders and past so yeah just um i i would give that advice to student pastors of finding that niche right yeah yeah that's so good that's super good yeah thanks for sharing that um and, and yeah i just as we kind of um kind of shift gears and um, not really come to a close, but as we kind of start to wrap up our conversation, I'd love for you to share, um, as you've shared, you've, you've been in the ministry for 10 years. You, you were a middle school boy, which those <laughs> middle school boys are, are awesome. They're just, they're just different. You know, I was a middle school boy once and looking back, I was different. You know, <laughs> it's like middle school, they're awesome. They're literally my favorite. <laughs> They're just, they're just shower, different. So, different so you were that, Nathan, at one oh, time. Yeah. Uh, you were a high school boy who probably thinks he oh, knew yeah. everything. Um, and then now, and at some point you shifted to a student leader. Uh, so you went from just being a student to a student leader. And then now you're actually a small group leader and you've gone to summer camp and, and led those things. I would love for you to just share, like, what is what has it been like to, to literally see um, almost every part of this ministry. Now you just need to become the student pastor and then you will literally become every part of this. Um, so what, what has it been like for you to see, uh, just, you know, being a student, being a student leader and then being a small group leader? What, what is it? What is that journey kind of? Been? Well, uh, it's going to sound like I'm bragging here, but I, I also served in the children's ministry as well. So oh, there you go. Um, what is really weird, um, and I don't have the, I don't have any right to call myself old yet, but it makes me feel old when kids that I was their um, child ministry leader in, when they were in kindergarten and first grade are now in middle school and they're my, they're in my group again, but as middle schoolers instead of kindergartners and first graders, that's a weird feeling. Um, but it's such a blessing, right? Um, I think that mm -hmm. as I think about it, um, and, and I think this is part of why I want to go into education as well. I want to, I want to take the best parts of, of all the ways that I've been in, I've been poured into, and exhibit that. Um, I want to exhibit Christ. Um, I want to to live like Him and lead like Him. And oh my gosh, I have not done that at all points, um, especially at summer camp. That is a test of will right there. Um, but I have had great leaders. I've, I was poured into, I was mentored, I was um, shaped and encouraged um, and lifted up as a middle schooler and a high schooler. Uh, I was given opportunities to step out of my comfort zone. I was given opportunities to um, work in my niche. Um, I like to be on stage. I like to talk, as I'm sure you can tell. I like to teach. Um, I like to be silly. Um, and, you know, so it's it's just been a, a transferring of skills from more um with more and more responsibility you know um in middle school i was the kid who wanted to answer every question uh and probably really irritated my small group leaders at, at a certain point um because i wasn't letting letting my peers answer um and now as a small group leader i see those same types of kids i see the kids who are like are so on fire and so into it that they want to answer every question. And I'm like, wow. Um, hi, Nathan from, from 10 years ago. How, how are you doing? You know? Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a journey and it's each experience is something that you can pour out um, back into students. So, um, you know, I've been so blessed to, to have these relationships 
And these kids coming into middle school now are like, hey, I know you from somewhere. And it's like, yeah, yeah, dude, I, I knew you when you were seven. <laughs> um, and so that has been a blessing. Um, being able to, I, I, I keep in contact with several of my um, old, you know, youth pastors and, and leaders, small group leaders, and just trying to emulate them, trying to, to, to take the best parts of, of, of them, take my gifts, my spiritual gifts, and, and kind of fuse those together to be a leader. Um, I think that's the goal. And um, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm still working and growing. And um, each new situation is a new situation to, you know, fuse those best parts a little bit better and emulate Christ a little bit better. But um, yeah, I think that you you take what you learned in, in middle school of being the kid who always had his hand raised to high school with who, you know, I was a kid who um, couldn't make a lot of stuff because of sports. So I understand what kids say when, man, I really would like to be here, but my sports schedule, you know, I understand that too. Um, and, I, and I can empathize with with those students and um, hopefully provide, provide them some advice or things that they can do to still be involved. Um, so I think that the the best part of having grown up in the same ministry and being blessed enough to serve in that ministry is empathy and and transference of skills with greater and greater um, responsibility levels. Right. Um, I, I'm so blessed that I can come in and, you know, I had only met Zach for a little while and he was willing to ask me to handle certain things or do certain things. And, um, you know, I, I consider that a huge blessing. I consider that a huge um, praise um, to God, but also to, to me. And um, I think it's just once you transfer those skills and, and you go through the trials and um, you do all that, then, then it's like, okay, people trust me. People um, can see Jesus working in me, I guess, and are comfortable sending me out with more and more responsibility, which I really relish. I, I am super blessed in, in what I've been able to do and, and super thankful for the leadership that I've had in my life and continue to have that are willing to equip and take a chance on me, I guess. Right. Yeah, that's so good. And um, when you were just talking there at the end, I had I, I think it's an Andy Stanley book about leadership or something. I'm I'm not entirely sure if this is correct if it's by him, um, but if it is by him, I'm I'm thinking of something where he says like one of the key pieces of leadership of leadership is to always um, plan and like prepare someone to actually mm. replace you, which is a fascinating like fascinating thing to think of. Um, but at the end of the day, whether you're at your student ministry job for, at the same location for 15 years, uh, 15 months, or, you know, 20 years, however long, there's, there's someone has to replace you because you're not going to do it for the next 80 years, <laughs> you know. And um, so when I first read that, it's, it's a fascinating thing. And and just as a testimony to the to the past student pastors here who who absolutely killed it and did a great job. Um, they they were prepping and they were planning and they were pouring into students who who have stepped up and who haven't missed a beat just like you and, and your sister and and there's so many student leaders that were under their leadership as well um, and and they were they weren't necessarily planning to leave but in that process of it you know they were they were pouring into students they were pouring into leaders um, and I think just seeing that it's like wow like it's it's kind of inspiring to 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 say hey like let's let's pour into people and once again connor we talk about this all the time like it's not like when we, when we take ourselves away from it it's not really about us like when we look back it's like oh yeah this this youth ministry can can still run without me which is a great thing um because if if the youth ministry is built around us then then it's not going to last um so yeah and that's something that i have to keep in mind too um you know, it's, it's not about me. And I think that I can still exhibit, you know, I, it's sometimes strange to think of myself as an adult leader. Um, I still sometimes fall into like, oh, great, the game's coming up. And maybe, maybe I can win this week, right? No, it's, it's, I, I need to remind myself, hey, you know, um, my time as a student is, is over. Obviously, I'm still learning and, and I'm still a student of, of, of Jesus's. But um, I, I've, 
I've aged out of the student ministry, right? As, as a student, I'm a leader now. And there's a, a responsibility and, um, you know, I don't know, um, Tony Leventino, one of our, our leaders at Chapel McHenry, he was my sixth grade um, leader. So that just gives a testament to, you know, his dedication. And, you know, he is, he is awesome because he is just, you know, poured into me for, for years and years. And um, I, I hope to be able to do the same. Um, but I also know that um, God has me where he has me. You know, that's been a struggle going to college. Um, I still feel as though God has some stuff for me at the Chapel McHenry. Um, but it's been strange being at college, feeling like I'm missing out, feeling like, man, why can't I be there to be a leader? It's because it's not about me, you know, and the, the ministries I've been a part of, um, the ministries that God has allowed me to serve in are still doing just fine without me. Right. And, um, I think that is just a testament to the awesome God we serve. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, dude, Nathan, this has been an honor having you, man. It's been so cool hearing your heart. Um, it's just, I mean, to have information shared from like your point of view, but also so like from people who are going on the side of like who are experiencing it, people who are also like doing it, so people who are are being the active people who are in leadership change, people who are also experiencing the effects of leadership change. So, um, who, if you're listening to this, uh, thank you so much for, for tuning in, hanging out with us, and listening to Nathan, um, me and Zach. We really appreciate you guys. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And again, truly, um, I'm not an expert, just a just a guy who has um, been been <laughs> through it. And um, you know, I just appreciate what you guys are doing to 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 further the kingdom of Jesus. And um, yeah, I, I'm just grateful for you guys. So thank you. This is the All Things Non-Expert <laughs> podcast. Right? There we go. Awesome. <laughs> well. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, so thank you guys for being with us today. Um, you guys can check us out on our uh, Instagram. Our We don't have Facebook. We should maybe get a Facebook exact. Oh, um, we, could, we could bring MySpace Maybe my MySpace also. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, you can listen to us on, I think, almost all podcast platforms. And uh, but yeah, for all, we appreciate you guys sticking with us. Um, just kind of hearing uh, what these people have to say become Nathan and uh, just uh, the people who have done the podcast so far. Um, again, our whole heart is to just um, help others to um, just thrive and succeed in youth ministry while showing them Jesus. And also, thank you for being with us. Um, we hope to see you guys in our, not next week, but the week after that as we go into a bi weekly um, posting schedule. But we love you guys. Thanks for being with us on our All Things Youth Ministry guys. podcast. Peace.